0: God bless you, brothers and sisters in Christ, each and every soul that is here this morning. May God bless our time here together. Tim and the youth will be getting back this afternoon around 1 o'clock. So I'm sure they're going to be fired up to go to sleep, probably from a camp all week. But uh, God bless them and their safe way back here to us uh, this afternoon. Also, you and I, not you and I, but Deborah and I will be traveling tomorrow. And hopefully, Lord willing, Tuesday I'll be able to see Barbara and my wife, Jew. And I'm really looking forward to that. So I ask for your prayers. And thank you for that opportunity. But today, happy Father's Day for those of you who are fathers and for those of you who are father figures to others uh, in, in so many different ways. We thank you and that God bless each and every one of you today as people think about this day also. And you know, one of the greatest things in the world that we can know is that we have a heavenly father that's good all the time. You know, in Hebrews it says we had our fathers disciplined us in different ways in different times as best they could. But our Father in heaven always disciplines us for our well-being, for our good. So we can beg on it that our God and Father who is in heaven is totally disciplining us with all love and strengthening us with all love. But you know, one of the greatest things in the Bible also is we see over and over again some qualities about being a father that applies to all of us who are Christians. Qualities that we want to grow in. Qualities that I want to share with my children. That they can look at and see something different. You know, I remember that song we just sang. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. That was the first song that Deborah really understood how to sing. And we would sing it over and over again, you know. And when we get to that part... You know, heaven came down and glory filled my soul. And she said, fill my soul, you know, and all those good feelings that come from that, seeing her singing at that moment and things like that. And it's an impression on my heart and on my mind each and every day. And so that we may be able to impress God on the hearts of our children. And even if you're a man who doesn't have children, you have the opportunity to be a father figure for someone around you, to impress them also the values of God. You know, one of the greatest persons that ever lived was Paul, as one of the apostles, and Timothy and others who preached the gospel of of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Paul would call Timothy his son in the faith, very much so. And then he also would say that to other people as well. But if you look in First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 11 and 12, he's going to say something very important. You can still leave it on this slide for a second. He says, For you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting, urging you to live lives worthy of God, who calls you into his kingdom and glory. So the first thing I want us to notice this morning, when Paul was talking to you, you can go ahead and go up a slide, Dennis. For you know that we dealt with each other of you as a father deals with his own children. Paul saw an intimate relationship between him and the church and the people who were there. And he says that we dealt with you as a father deals with their children. And how does a father deal with their children, as Paul is saying here in First Thessalonians? And what can we learn from it as well? Remember, the church there was going through persecution. The church there received the word of God as it truly is the word of God. And Paul, as a father, was concerned for his kids, his newborns in the faith as they were in Jesus Christ. And he wanted to write to them to know how they were doing when he had to leave all of a sudden. For he was definitely very concerned for them. And as a father, we are concerned for our children. And we want our children to grow up in the Lord. And we want our children to look to the Lord each and every day. Now, we understand that we can only do what we can as fathers. Each person will decide one day what they will do. But let's press on our parts and our minds to do all that we can to be the father that God wants us to be. But look what Paul says here in this verse. The very first thing he says is, as they're dealing with children, it was to encourage them, to encourage you. Can we think of any time when God, our Father, was encouraging to the people of God or to someone? I remember Joshua. Can you imagine Joshua as he's getting ready to go into the promised land? Moses has been their leader for so long, and God comes and talks to him and says these words to him in Joshua chapter 1, verse 3. Joshua, I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, from the great river, the Euphrates, All the Hittite country, on the Mediterranean Sea, in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you, nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead that people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors, and, and, and to give them the very first thing, that God our Father who is in heaven wanted to assure Joshua, that where you are, I am also. And that's good to know that wherever you are, God the Father is there also. And God the Father wants to bless you. And he wants you to be strong and he wants you to be courageous as you continue to look to God. Look what he says in verse 7. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Amen. Over and over again. God the Father assuring Joshua, I am going to be with you. I am with you. I love you. I want you to prosper. I want you to be with me. And I want you to have the peace that passes understanding. And as he says here, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you. Have you ever been afraid? Have you ever been discouraged? Have you ever had a father that encouraged you in that moment when you were afraid? Or when you were discouraged? Or discouraged by something that may have happened, but your father is there to encourage you? You know, a lot of times we, you see on YouTube or Facebook... All these videos, right, of fathers with their sons and fathers with their daughters doing amazing things. The one father whose son is in the wheelchair and he he starts running track and running marathons with his son to encourage his son to say, son, you can do anything and everything that you want. I am going to be with you from beginning to the end of the race. And when we see that video, we feel good to see the love of the father for his child there, to encourage his son that no matter what happens, I'm still your father, and I'm going to see you through it. And I love you so much that I want to be with you each and every single moment. Not only that, to encourage, but to comfort. But we're not getting there yet. We're still encouraging here, okay? But not only that, in encouraging. You remember the track star who was running in that very last part of the race, and he fell down, and his father comes out of the, uh, father comes out of the stands, picks him up, encourages him to go on to the end, and he gets up and goes to the end. Man... Our God, our Father, is wanting to do that to us. He's encouraging us. And he's saying, be strong and courageous. And he's telling us how we can be encouraged. Don't be discouraged in this world. Jesus said, don't be discouraged. I have overcome this world. Amen. He has overcome it. God, our Father, who so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that we may have eternal life in him. And God says, you want to be encouraged? Look to my word. Isn't it great that we can learn strength? Gain strength from God's word. Gain strength from it each and every day as we continue to look to him. To remember all the Bible promises that are in him. Now I want to ask you a question. Do you believe that Joshua understood it? Do you believe that Joshua was able to get it done? Do you believe that Joshua was really understanding? As God said, be strong and courageous. Don't go from the left to the right. Stay to the word of God. I am with you always. At the end of Joshua's life, what does he say? It's not worth it to follow God. That's not what he says, okay? He says, you can follow the gods that you want to over there on the river Euphrates. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Can you imagine the encouragement Joshua gave to his family at that moment? To say, we are not going to follow other gods. We are not going to follow the things of this world. We are going to follow the God. And as for me and my household... We will serve the Lord. Joshua understood the promises of God. The promises of God. And he said, I want to transmit this to all of you also. Isn't that not why God would tell them, the men, to put the word and the scriptures on the doorposts and on the frames to help their sons and help their daughters, to encourage them to continue to look to the word of God and continue to remember the promises that are in God, our Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to be a father that encourages. I hope I don't discourage my child in the wrong way. You know, it says fathers don't exasperate your children, right? Maybe I've exasperated before, okay? (laughs) In the wrong way. But look what he says here. One of the qualities of God our Father is that he wants to encourage us. And God said, I'm going to encourage you through my word, and I'm going to encourage you through the church family to pray for one another to love one another, to forgive one another, just as I've forgiven you. But not only that, sometimes we forget a quality that Paul says here about a father. When he says here, you know that we dealt with you, each of you as a father deals with his own child, encouraging, but also comforting. Sometimes we think that's only the mama that comforts, right? No. One of the qualities that says for their fathers is that they should comfort their children. Comfort them. Oh, Daddy, I got a boo-boo. Well, you kiss it, okay? Comfort, right? Come here and let Daddy give you a hug. Come here to let Daddy give you some loving that you need. But above all, that kind of comfort to know that, man, when I've messed up, if whatever it is my child is going through, may they be able to come to me and talk to their father about anything that they're going through Or anything that they're passing through at that time. You know, you think of the prodigal son. When he came back, the son didn't think he would be worthy to be called a son again. But when the father threw that party for him, he says, my son was lost and now he's found. There are sons out there today. And there are fathers out there that love their sons very much. And I pray for you fathers that have your sons that are out there. And I pray for you that I know that one day your desires that your sons... Be with our father in heaven also. And when your son gives that opportunity to come back, love him, comfort him and say, man, you're my son. You're my son. Just not a servant. You're my son. And also comforting in the sense of who our God is. Does God comfort us? Has he comforted us as a father? Look what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. As we think about this comforting that our father gives us. The comforting that comes from God. The comforting that's only from him and could be only from him. Second Corinthians chapter 1 says this, verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. Who? Comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we receive ourselves from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also we come, share in our comfort. Our comfort abounds through Christ Jesus. If we are distressed, it is your, for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort. Which produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings we suffer. And our hope is you and you as firm, because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, so you also share in our comfort. Paul writing this letter to the church of Corinthians, the very first things he wants to say about God, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus, Father of compassion, and God of all comfort. We sing the song, It Is Well With My Soul, right? And we understand the story of that song. When the man passes by the ocean and says, this is where your daughter's passed away, he could write the song, It Is Well With My Soul. What a comfort to know God is with us in our hard times. Any of you going through hard times right now, physically, emotionally, spiritually, God wants you to run to his comfort. God wants you to run to his compassion. God loves you. God desires you. God wants you more than anything else. God wants to wrap his arms around you just as the father wrapped his hands around the prodigal son. He wants you to show show to your children how much you love them. Man, dads, have you ever got upset at something that your your son or your daughter have done before? And have they ever been scared and felt like, uh uh-oh, and then you give them just a little bit of comfort. Hey, I'm with you. I'm going to help you through this. Look at what it says here. Praise be to God of our Father and compassion, God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles. Not just some of our troubles. All of our troubles. So that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we receive from God. Do you start to notice something here about God that's amazing? God says... Praise being God to all comfort, who comforts you in all your troubles. I want to know, how was that man able to write that song? I want to know, how is that brother and sister able to go through what they're going with the peace of God in their hearts? Right? I want to know what motivates them to continue to follow God when trouble is in the way and they're struggling. And the only way I can do that is if I'm looking. And I want to encourage you this morning also with the comfort of God that if you are going through a trial, physically, emotionally, spiritually, at this moment, the God of peace is with you. God has not abandoned you. God loves you. God wants you. God desires you. Paul said, man, I was beaten, I was left naked, I was flogged, I was left for dead. And in all of those things, he still could consider light and momentary troubles. It's not light and momentary when we're going through it, though. But I want to encourage you, and myself, that if I am going through something, and I am struggling, and I am going through a trial in my life, God... I don't understand why. I don't know why. Perhaps it's a little bit like Job. I don't understand why, Lord. But help me to accept it, Lord. But also help me, Lord, to understand that whatever I'm going through right now, first off, you are my God. And whatever I'm going through right now, Lord, you're going to help me to help somebody else who may be going through it. Amen. Have you ever been comforted by somebody who has gone through something that you've gone through? Right. That's a lot of times what we hear. You don't know what I've gone through. And may it be whatever it is. Jesus was tempted in every way, just like us. He knows what it means to battle against sin. He knows what it means to go have gone through hard times. And he says we can approach his great throne of grace and mercy any time that we want in Hebrews, chapter four, verses 12 through 16. The God of all comfort is waiting for us, as it says in these verses here, to let out the things that we go through, not to discourage us, but to encourage us to continue on. And Lord, by my health and the things that I'm going through, may you be praised. And Lord God, through this suffering, you be praised as well. I know Josue, I know it's a brother in Christ there in in Porto Alegre that y'all have heard a lot of his name before, a preacher there, his mother. Had a very, very, very sick, very big sickness in his life, her life. A sickness where her bones got hard and she got very thin. Josue would carry her mom, his mom, up and down the stairs to the apartment where where they were living at the time before they got a place that was more uh, uh, level. He loved her a lot. In fact, one brother went there to encourage and You know how sometimes brothers don't know how to encourage the best way when somebody's going through something. You know, she's there lying through there. And the guy said, you know, sister. You know, if I was in your shoes, I'd just rather be dead. (laughs) And you know what? She laughed. Okay, I'm glad you can laugh. Okay. sometimes we don't know the best way to say things. Right. But he was trying to say something else. But she shared that with us, you know. But why did she always continue glorifying our Lord? You get to her house, you heard music, Christian music on the radio, praising this awesome God that we have because God was her comfort. She suffered in pain every day and all of those things, but God was her comfort. And every time that a group goes from Brazil, and we've been practicing, those who are going, and we'll sing probably again to Josue and his family, it is well With my soul. Very emotional moment. Brothers and sisters. Those of you who are going through something right now. A trial. We want to look to you. And gain strength from you also. To learn how to live with the God. Of all comfort and compassion. At those times in our lives. We need each other to learn from. We need each other to grow from. And as he says here. Our hope is for you is firm. Because we know that just as you share in our sufferings. so also you you share in our comfort. Man, isn't it comforting when you know somebody's thinking about you, praying for you, loving you, is there by your side. So Paul says, just like a father, they was there to encourage them. Just like a father, he was there to encourage them, encourage them, and then also the next, urging you. And our fathers, we can understand that a little bit more. Urging you to get up to go on to keep on going don't stop continue continue in the faith continue growing as paul would say to timothy continue in the faith. fight the good fight of faith all of those kinds of different things that paul would say to him and not only that you know how many times i can think of it when you think about somebody urging you on i can't help but think of rocky rocky balboa right rocky had that father figure in his life right he had that Mickey, right? Rocky would get down. He'd have those shots of Mickey, and his head, "You can get it." And all that things. Okay, okay. I think that was a pretty good imitation of it. Okay, I don't know. I I tried. Okay, but he would go back to him. Mickey was that father figure for him, right? That person that would urge him to go on, to get up. Don't stay down. Get up, Rocky. Not only that, but if you see Rocky later on in his life, and if you see on YouTube, it's got this repeat of Rocky now being the father talking to his son, and lots of people share it, because he's encouraging his son and urging his son, hey, this world's going to try to drag you down, but you got to get up. you got to fight. Fight the good faith is what we're called to do. But look what he says. He says here, urging you. God is there urging us. We are, as fathers, we are urging our children to do something, to get up. do what's right but for what reason and what the reason is is right here what he says in first thessalonians he says do what is urging you to live lives worthy of god live your life worthy of god conduct yourself in a manner worthy of christ philippians chapter one over and over again you can see paul urging those around him fight the good fight of faith, urging them to continue on. Third John, when he writes Gaius, he says, Gaius, what you're doing for the brothers and sisters is good. And I urge you to continue doing those things to them. And I pray that your soul and your prayer, your soul and your body is all going along well as well. Not only that, he says in these verses here, urging Paul will say to, to Timothy in Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, he says this. For this reason, I remind you to fan in the flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the Spirit of God gave us not made, is not made us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord of me and his prisoner. Rather, join me within his sufferings for the gospel by the power of God. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. Amen. Paul says, Timothy, fan in the flame the gift of God that God has given you. Urging, Timothy, use the gifts that God has given you. Fathers, urge, motivate your sons to use the gifts that God has given them. Not just to be successful in this place, in this earth, that's just for a little time. Not just to be a good person, but because you want your sons and your daughters to live lives worthy of God. Amen. Living life is worthy of Him. Paul says, fan in the flame. Keep fired up. However you want to say it. Help your brothers and sisters in Christ. Men of the congregation. Look at the young boys and the girls and all of those that are here. Encourage them to live lives worthy of God. Encourage them to continue looking to God each and every day. And not only the men, but the women also encouraging them to continue to live lives worthy of God. Because what is it that God does for all of us, Dennis? He, God who calls you into His kingdom and into His glory. Wow. God calls us into His kingdom. And to his glory. What a great and awesome thought. That God loves us so much that he gave us one and only son. And talking about Father's Day, the question is, do you want to be a child of God? Do you want to leave here today knowing without a doubt that you are in Christ Jesus? You know, John chapter 1, we read a little bit this morning in class. But it says this about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, talking about what we have the opportunity to become. John chapter 1, verse 9, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world talking about Jesus. And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive Him, to those who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, not of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. God gives us the opportunity, the right to be called sons of God when we believe in him, when we do the things of God, when we decide that we want to serve him and live for him. And look what it says in 1 John for us to end up this morning, for us to remember about all of these things that we talked about this morning. In 1 John, when he talks about us being called sons of God as well, he says this in 1 John chapter 2. Actually, chapter 3. Verse 1, see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him. For we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. Look what he says. God the Father has lavished such great love on us. He's encouraged us by saying, Jesus, I for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son. He's comforted us that all who give their lives to Christ. Acts chapter 2, 38 through 40, when Peter and them, at, when they asked, what shall we do to be saved? Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And this, is, this promise is for you, your descendants, and for those who are long off. And not only that, urging them to continue to live a life worthy of God. Living a pure life, wanting to live a holy life based on God's love for each and every one of us. The question this morning is, is God your father? Do you want to become his child? He wants He wants to love you. He wants to hug you so much if you're not. Maybe you're thinking, well, I've just done too much stuff in my life, and I'm not worthy to be called a son of God. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. None of us are worthy. Well, I need to get all my ducks in a row first, and then I'll give my life to the Lord. No, it's not going to happen. Become a child of God. Allow God's Spirit in you. Allow Him to work in you, to help you to grow, to be blameless, to be pure. And let the grace of God work in your life in such a way That you live different than you did before. Paul said, the grace of God is what caused me to work harder. The grace of God is what caused me to be different. The grace of God that has touched you has caused you to want even to do more than you could before. God loves you. God comforts us knowing that we can receive the forgiveness of sins. And God, our Father, is urging us. Let's not give up meeting together, right? Let's Continue to encourage one another on. Let's spur one another on as we see that day approaching. God is urging us to live a life worthy of God, to meet together, to receive encouragement from each other. You know what? Praise God. Jesus can call us brothers and co-heirs. Praise God that he gave us our church family to say, I'm here to encourage you as well. May we always bring everything to our Father and always remember what He has done for us. But as fathers and as people, as men, and all of us, may we encourage, comfort, and urge others to live a life worthy of God. Because when we do this, God calls us into His kingdom, into His glory. As we've been studying in Colossians already, right, Ron? We've been transported from the domain of darkness into his wonderful light. Amen for that. Amen for that. Just like we talked about in our class, Star Trek, when he said, beam me up, Scotty, transport me to a different realm. When he was in danger to somewhere where he was safe, God has said, I'm giving my life, Jesus Christ, my son for you. He said, you can be transported from the kingdom of dominion of darkness into his wonderful light. And let's continue fighting the good fight of faith. And let's remember, just as Joshua said, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Maybe you didn't have a father that was a godly father, but you can make that decision. Lord God, as for me and my house, I'm not going to make any excuses for what I went through, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We want you to serve the Lord. If you have any need, come as we stand in seeking
1: this morning. We hope by listening to this lesson, you have found a better understanding of the Bible. And through that better understanding, find a closer relationship with God and His Son, Jesus Christ, our living Savior. If you have any questions or desire more information, please feel free to contact us here at the Dangerfield, Texas Church of Christ. You can find us at dfield.org. That's D-F-I-E-L-D-C-O-C dot O-R-G or you can email at dfieldcoc779 at aol.com, or you can call us at 903-645-2896. If you are local to the Dangerfield area, we would love an opportunity to meet you and encourage you in person at 818 West W.M. Watson Boulevard, Dangerfield, Texas. Seven five six three eight. Our meeting times are Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. for Bible class and 10.30 a.m. for worship service, Sunday evening at 6 p.m. for worship service, and Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m. for our midweek Bible class. Grace and peace be with you always.